I am so happy to see you guys. I told the first service how blessed it was to have them win the war with the alarm clock and the snooze button and get here. And you guys probably had it a little easier because you had another hour or so to sleep. But look at you all bright and, and bushy-tailed and smiles on your face. I don't know what bushy-tailed means when we're talking about people, but yeah, it's a saying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And... Uh, Maybe that's a scary saying. I better change it. Okay. Well, uh, I read a poem some years ago, and I couldn't find it, and uh, had filed it away somewhere. I couldn't find it, so I came back up with it the best I could, and it's called Five Chapters of Life. Which chapter do you live in? Uh, so we're going to look at these five chapters of life, and I want to see uh, which one you live in. And the first chapter is uh, the chapter here. Uh, if I could get my mind, there we go, good, that helps me out there. It says, uh, I walk down a street and there's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever for me to find my way out. That's chapter one. Anybody ever been there? Yeah. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. Anybody ever done that? Repeat, repeat. Okay. Number three, chapter three. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's just a bad habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. And I get out immediately. Wow. Then there's chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. And I walk around it. Some people say, yeah, I like chapter 4. Let me tell you what. There's a fifth chapter. And I pray you'll adopt that. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this is a street I hope today's message will help you get on. As we look at this message of how to deal with the potholes in life, and I want you to get off of pothole lane and get on a whole new lane so that you can enjoy the blessings of God. I, uh, the vehicle I currently drive is uh, it's several years old, but I got it about a year ago from an online auction. It was a, a U.S. Marshal's office uh, was uh, auctioning it off. So I don't know what it was involved in, but we prayed a sanctifying power of God to take, cleanse, and heal it from whatever it had been involved in. But uh, we, my wife called, and uh, they were legit. It was the U.S. Marshal's office. It was a legit, legit government's office. But they had mislabeled it on the auction as in uh, okay condition. And uh, so there wasn't much bidding against me, but we had the inside information and uh, they told us, no, it's like brand new and it's been garage kept here uh, in our facility for the past nine months. And uh, if you don't like it, when you get here, if you don't like it, we'll even give you a waiver. You, you don't have to buy it because it's in that great a shape, but it wasn't labeled that. So we didn't get much uh, bidding against it and I was able to get it for a very, very good deal. But it came from New York. Anybody in here from New York? Okay, New York. I hear there's some big potholes in New York. Okay, that's what I've heard. Okay, well, I flew up and got to pick up the vehicle, and they were correct. It was like new, smelled like new, looked like new. And I'm driving down the interstate coming back to Virginia, and uh, this light comes on. Now, I'd been driving a vehicle for 13 years. It didn't have this kind of light system on it, so I didn't know what that indicator was so I pulled over and I'm looking it up on Google and I discover it is low pressure in a tire that these tires have the you know the stems on it that read the pressure and communicates and tells you how much tire pressure you have in each tire and uh, there was low pressure so I go to a gas station and I put some gas I said it's been sitting up nine months that that's probably you know the stems leaking or something like that so uh, I came on home well, periodically, that light would keep coming on, and I'd keep putting air in that tire, 
And over the past year or so, it's gotten worse and worse. And I took it to my mechanic, and they said, well, there's a, a little uh, something there that's keeping it from sealing. We put some sealant on it. It should be fine. But it kept leaking. And then I took it back, and they're like, we, we, this is the best we can do. You may have to get a new rim. And it got to the place here recently. I'm needing to put air in this thing almost daily, sometimes twice a day. Now, I don't know about you, but that gets frustrating. Yeah, they got free air at Wawa where everybody in Tidewater knows that. So you wait in line at Wawa to get your air and, uh, and it gets, this is the daily routine. It's like, no. So I finally told the mechanic, I said, I need that fixed and what's going to, what do I need to do? They said, you'll probably have to buy a new rim. And I said, well, what's the new rim for? They took the picture of it and they looked it up and they said, uh, $650. I said, I didn't want to buy another car. I needed a rim, you know. And I said, is there another way? They said, well, uh, maybe we can get one from a junkyard. So they looked and looked for all last week and they couldn't find one. So they said, well, we, you can take it to a wheel and rim repair shop. I said, oh, they have those. They said, yes. So I go to a wheel and repair, repair uh, rim repair, and they pull it off, and they said, oh, he's from Jamaica, and he's, I don't have a good Jamaican accent, but he says, oh, Pastor Lambert, he says, this tire's hit a big pothole. He said, look, it split the rim. I said, really? So he shows me where it had hit, and, and uh, I said, New York, New York potholes. That's what it was, okay. And uh, he, said, he said, probably so, but we've got potholes here in Virginia too. I said, well, that's true. And uh, so uh, he was able to weld it and grind and fix it. And, and I got up this morning and checked the, the pressure in it, and it was perfect, just what he had put in it. And I had the biggest smile on my face because I'm usually walking out of the garage looking to see if I need to pump it up before I even leave the house. And uh, so it's uh, definitely... Uh, a pothole changed my world for a season here until I got the, re the damage from a pothole repaired. Now, there, is all, there are also potholes in Virginia. Let me just tell you. There is one big one on Kempsville Road between Butt Station and Volvo where they're building the retreat. Uh, it's, a, it's a community they're building there right past Central Meats. And, um, and if you're in that right lane, you can really mess up your right front tire really bad. But fortunately, let me just give you a pothole update. This morning, it's paved over fresh and new as of this morning. So we're we going to start a pothole update uh, uh, awareness board, okay? And uh, so what I would do when I would be on coming up to Central Meet, I would get over in the far left lane. I'd just get as far away from it because I'd hit it two times in a row without realizing it. And I can't blame my rim problem on it because I already had the problem, but I'm sure it didn't help the problem at all. But I changed lanes and I started going around that thing and now I learned this morning it's fixed. Well, what I want to talk to you this morning is about dealing with potholes in life. Because as we live life, just like potholes, you weren't expecting it. You came around the curve. Everything's fine. Life is good. You got the right song on the radio. The kids are behaving. It's just wonderful. And all of a sudden, bam, you hit this pothole and it just starts shaking your world. And you're worried, did that mess up the front end? Did it knock it out of alignment? Did it crack the rim? Did it, is it going to cause my tire to go out? It, it really shakes your world. Potholes are not expected. We don't ride around looking with spotlights trying to see where potholes are. We're just going through life and then we hit these potholes. And there are some potholes that I want to bring to your attention this morning that we need to avoid because they will get your life out of alignment. They will cause you problems. They will even cause wreckage in relationships and in your careers and in your life. And the first pothole we want to talk about this morning is the pothole of wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And look at what I've underlined here. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought 
into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I'm here to tell you this pothole of wrong thinking needs to be avoided. See, the Christian life is not as hard as we try to make it out sometimes. I didn't say it's easy because I know there is warfare that we all are faced with. There are real battles that we have to deal with. There are spiritual battles with Satan and demons that we as Christians, we have to contend with. Jesus said Satan's come what? But to kill, steal, and destroy. So he has every demon force trained with strategy to try and steal from us, to try and kill us, to try and destroy our lives. But the Bible says greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And we can resist the devil and he will flee. Do you hear me? That demons can be rebuked and cast out, the Bible says. Jesus says, I give this authority to you that not only will you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, but you can cast out devils or demons in my name. There is spiritual warfare that we as Christians must engage in. But let me tell you what, that's not the biggest battle of all. There are also battles that we have to deal with that deals with our flesh, this flesh that we live in. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5, 19 through 21 that there is a whole list of the works of the flesh. Things like adultery, fornication, sex talk, lewdness, putting your faith and hope in other things, selling or using drugs, hatred, always fighting, jealousies, Losing your temper, selfish ambitions, forming cliques, heresies, envy, murder, gossip talk that destroys others, drunkenness and revelries and the like. He says these are the works of the flesh. And if you continue to operate in the works of the flesh, he said, Paul says it very clearly, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That is something we need to know, that the flesh has appetites that are fueled by lust. And we read in 1 John 2 and 16 that these three things is what, these lusts is what fuels the works of the flesh. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. We have to battle with the flesh. But that's not the greatest battle of all. We also have to battle with other people. Have you ever had to deal with knuckleheads? I'm going to be nice. Have you ever had to deal with knuckleheads in life? Okay. Are you married to a knucklehead? Don't answer that question. Okay. Knuckleheads, where we have to battle with other people. They just wasn't raised right. They grew up on tainted water. Something was out of sorts that just made them who they are, and they don't get along with you, and you don't get along with them. You battle with other people. That's a great battle. We battle with demons. We battle with the devil. We battle with our flesh. We battle with knuckleheads in life. But those are not the greatest battles. The greatest battle that you and I will ever engage in that costs you more losses or more gains and depending on how you fight is the battle going on in your mind. In your mind right now. The war that goes on between your ears will affect you more than devils or demons, will affect you more than the lusts of the flesh, will affect you more than the knuckleheads of life. What you allow between your ears is going to determine how you go forward in the years ahead. Because that's the most important battle, and we must understand that. Because nowhere in this whole Bible does it say we are to take every demon captive. It doesn't say that. Nowhere does it say we should take every work of the flesh captive. Nowhere does it say we should take every knucklehead captive. But it does say we must take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't cast out devils. You come up to me with a devil manifest and I'm going to rebuke that devil and get him out of here as fast as I can. I'm putting up with him and he ain't throwing up on my floor either. Okay, that's just, that's just matter of fact. Matter of fact, you can cast out devil. The Bible says so. That is possible. But, you know, but you don't have to be possessed by demons for demonic activity to affect you. 
it is possible for you, a Christian, to have a thought life that invites the works of the enemy. Do you hear what I'm saying? Your thoughts can kind of lay out the, the welcome mat for the demons of hell to come in and have permission to work in and through your life. But now let's don't go to the other extreme and blame everything on the devil. You know, we love doing that. We like blaming people. There's always somebody else's, but the devil made me do it. Okay, we got we to gotta own up here because you might have ways of behaving that are due to a system of thinking that you have failed to take captive. And you're blaming the devil and God says, I'm telling you to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So when you destroy that system of thinking, the byproduct is your behavior will change. So you have to identify these systems of thinking that don't line up with the Word of God, that give access or give permission to the works of the flesh or gives permission for the works of the enemy in our life. And we have to change those systems of thinking. And you cannot change your life by just changing your behavior. If you're going to change your life, which requires changing your behavior, you have to first start by changing the way you think. It has to begin there. When your thinking lines up with God's thinking, Satan can't get in. Satan has no way. He's got a hammer, he's got a chisel, but he can't get in. You are sealed by the Holy Ghost. When your thinking lines up with God, not God's thinking lining up with your thinking, but your thinking lining up with God's thinking, it seals him out. It shuts the door. I remember that song says, shut the door and keep out the devil. Okay, it shuts the door and it keeps out the devil. It slams shut the windows and he cannot penetrate your life. I am teaching you how to live a victorious life. Because you've got to remember, he is Diablos. And Diablos means he is the accuser. He is the one that lies. He is the one that plants negative thoughts, wrong thoughts. He is the wrong thought giver. He is Diablos. And these thoughts, he knows if he can get them rooted in your mind, that they will eventually explode with power to bring forth destruction in your life. He's over here playing in, in the Middle East. He ain't even thinking about you. But some of those thought systems that he, he planted into your mind are bringing destru demonic destruction in your life. And he's hands off. He ain't even nowhere around. We've got to identify this pothole of wrong thinking. Because if we allow the devil between our ears, then the devil will manifest himself through our thinking. We will see the works of the enemy manifested through our life. Amen? So we got to address this wrong thinking. Why? It starts with wrong thinking, but as I got these two potholes here, you know, usually where you got one pothole, if you're not careful, you need to be aware, there's usually a soft spot. There's this, uh, a lot of deterioration in that area, and there's probably going to be one, two, three, or four there. So maybe one's bigger than the other. I'm saying wrong thinking is the big one. But there's another one, and that which wrong thinking leads to destructive habits. Destructive habits. And now, like I said earlier, I believe in deliverance. I believe you can come up here and we can pray in the name of Jesus. We can plead the blood of the Lamb. We can break certain powers off of the, and its force off of your life. We can break negative things uh, through the authority of God's Word and by the power of the Holy Ghost. We can do that, but listen to me. If you walk out of here with the, still with the wrong system of thinking, you keep the door open for those same spirits to come back with destruction in your life. Your system of thinking lends to habits that you form in life. And if you have a wrong system of thinking, it leads to destructive habits in your life. Let's say, for example, you smoke and you come up here and you say, a pastor, they've done this test and they see there's a spot on my lung and they think it's cancerous and they've done, gone in and done a biopsy and they came back and said it is cancerous. Well, you know, does God heal uh, cancer? I said, yes, he does. And we'll pray. We can anoint you with oil. We can lay hands on you. And we can pray the prayer of faith. And let's say we see you healed. Praise God. But if you go outside and turn back into the Marlboro Man, right, even before you get off of the property, get, let me tell you what, there's no condemnation from me. I'm not going to bring any condemnation on you. But let me tell you what, you've just given that cancer access back into your life. 
because of the destructive habit that you have. And that destructive habit is from wrong thinking. Somehow or another, you're believing that that is not as damaging, that is not as pain, uh, 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 going to lead to pain as people say it is, even though it's printed on every carton and every pack that you'll get and, uh, and so forth. You say, well, I, I don't, I'm not a smoker. I don't, I don't identify with that. Well, let's say you're a carpenter. And you come up here and your thumb's about that big and you say, Pastor, I, I got this attitude. When I get frustrated, I start hammering with a little extra gusto and I, I have this tendency, I always hit my thumb. Man, I hit my thumb, look how swollen it is. You think God will heal my thumb? Yes, God will heal your thumb. We pray for you and the power of God to bring about supernatural uh, accelerated healing in your thumb. And God, I've seen him open the blind eye. I've seen him raise people up off their deathbed. I've seen the the masses disappear on their body. I've seen tumors uh, uh, that were once uh, x-rayed. There it is. And another x-ray is not. And there was no surgery in between. I'm telling you, we serve a miracle working God. He is a good God. Hallelujah. But let's say... You go back to work on Monday and you still have that system of thinking when the pressure's just right and anxiety is there and, and you start swinging that hammer again with a little more gusto than you should and you pop that thumb again. Guess what? It's going to swell right back up because of that destructive habit. Maybe you need to buy a nail gun and put the hammer down. Okay. <laughs> In the same way, we can cast out demons and we can bind the devil and we can pull down strongholds and principalities. But I'm telling you, if you don't change your system of thinking, then Satan has access right back in where he was the first time. And the Bible says he comes back worse. He comes back with more forces uh, the second time. Destructive habits have a way of snowballing and become, bringing greater and greater pain in your life. Now, the news is when you were a sinner, Satan pretty much owned you. <clears throat> and because he owned you, he infiltrated your life and my life with ways of thinking called landmines. He planted in our mind, which were designed to produce destruction along the course of our life. Every one of us has sinned and every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. We read that in Romans. So we know at one time Satan had free access in our minds and he put stuff there that we can say, where did that come from? Why do I think that way? we got to recognize that there was a trespasser. There was a foreigner. There was someone who had nothing but ill will towards us that used to have free access in our mind. But the good news is when you get born again, you ever heard that phrase before? Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I've got a whole different life for you. I've got a whole different kingdom for you to live in. I've got a whole different plan for you. But to get you out of what Satan had you in into what I've created for you, you've got to be born again. I pray that every one of you are born again. If not, if he who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Hallelujah. You can call on the name of Jesus right now and say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God and I call on you, Jesus, come be my Lord and you can be born again. And once you're born again, guess what? Satan no longer has authority over you. No longer. But... He still has the system of thinking that he has placed on the inside of your head uh, in this world, this world system that he has in you. And what we have to do once we're born again, the Bible says we have to have our minds what? renewed by the Word of God. That's what's happening right now. As I'm preaching the Word of God right now, there is a supernatural cleansing, renewing, re uh, reprocessing, reordering of the way you think that is being made available to you through the Word of God to renew our minds. So that renewal of our mind gets us out of the wrong thinking which leads to the destructive habits so that we can think right and build up healthy habits which you, I celebrate this morning, are doing one, you're in the house of God. Forsake not the assembling together of the saints. Jesus, uh, the Word of God tells us. So look at you. You've got a habit of the first day of the week as the first fruit of your week. You come to praise God, to worship God, to honor God, to serve God, and to study 
his word like we're doing right now. You need to just reach over and pat yourself on the back and say, good boy, good girl. You did a good thing. That's a good habit. Hallelujah. So we've got these potholes of wrong thinking and destructive habits, but there's another one that you have to avoid, and that is a pothole of negativity. Negativity. Proverbs 23, 6 through 8. Some of you got a Holy Ghost shout coming on you. <laughs> oh, glory. Negativity. Oh, glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're feeling it, right? Here it says, Do not eat the bread of him that has an evil eye, neither desire his dainty meals. For as he thinks in his heart. Get that. I've underlined it. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you publicly, but in his heart he is not with you. The devil understands this verse. He cannot do anything to you unless your mind and your flesh cooperate with him. The devil knows he can knock at the door, but unless your mind opens the door and your flesh welcomes him in, he cannot do anything in and through you as a child of God. You've got to get that. He cannot do anything unless your mind and your flesh cooperate with him. Now, guess what he's going to do if he wants cooperation, he's going to play to your mind. He's going to come in with wrong thinking because he knows it leads to destructive habits and he knows if he can get rooted in you the thoughts of negativity, he has won the battle for making your life miserable. I would have you look at somebody and say, are you miserable? Well, let's not do that. Let's not do that. If you are miserable, that's not God's plan for you. That is not the way a Christian should live. If you are miserable, it's probably because your rim has been cracked, your life has been damaged from these potholes of wrong thinking, destructive habits, and negativity. But the good news is this, when you're born again, we are no longer the devil's puppet. He can't make us do anything. It's, we just have to be aware of the trickery part, and he is a trickster, because he brings influence through our thought life. So we got to guard our mind. If we'll notice in the context of what God says here, as a man thinks, so is he. He is saying that a person can pay you compliments. A person can say nice things about you. A person can invite you to dinner. A person can say, sit, eat, and drink. You're welcome here. But just because they say that, that's not who they really are. You can't go by their words only. They, who they really are is what they're thinking inside. Wow. We have been told we are what we say. Right? We've heard that before. But please understand this. While that's very, 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 look at somebody say very, very, very important, the truth really is we really are what we think. We really are what we think. Someone may ask you, well, how are you doing? And you say, well, man, I'm feeling really lousy inside. I don't feel too good. And, but you look and say, everything's fine. You say everything's fine, and it almost sounds like, man, that's a powerful faith statement. But please hear this. You are really what you're thinking on the inside. You say, well, I just said the positive. I confess the positive. I'm going to show you that it takes more than just that. And if you've ever been discouraged because you confessed something and it didn't come to pass, I believe this will open your eyes to see maybe why it didn't have the authority that I thought it had. Because the Word of God teaches us, as we think within, that's who we really are. So we need to pay a lot of attention to changing the thoughts that we think within us. And negativity should not be allowed. You say, well, I'm not speaking negative, but if you're thinking negative, let me tell you what, that's who you are. And that is open the door for the enemy to come in and to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. So it's not just what you say, it's what you are thinking as well. That's why I believe so many Christians are discouraged with the concept of speaking the Word of God, confessing the Word of God, declaring the Word of God. And don't get me wrong. I am a strong advocate of speaking the Word of God out of your mouth. I am a strong advocate of speaking the Word of God in the midst of darkness, bringing the light of God's Word. But it has to come from a source of authority. And the Bible says, <clears throat> if you believe in your heart 
that, and say with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you'll be saved. If you go to Romans 10, 9 and 10, that's exactly what he says. He says, it's not just what you say out of your mouth. You've also got to believe with your heart. If you believe, if, if, it's covenant here, if you believe in your heart and say with your mouth. Do you see the conjunction there? The and. So it's not just anyone singular. It's not just saying with your mouth. And it's not just believing in your heart. You've got to believe it in your heart and then say it with your mouth. And that's when the power of sozo takes place in your life. It's, a, it's the byproduct of these two things connected. The words that we speak, which are in alignment and agreement with what we believe in our heart. So we've got to deal with our thinking. We've got to deal with any negativity. And we've got to bring it to the obedience of Christ. I've heard so many people say to me out of Mark 11 and 23, well, Jesus said, you speak to your mountain, say to your mountain, be you removed and cast into the sea. He says that, and it'll, it'll be cast into the sea. That's not what Jesus said. You say, but I'm reading it right here. That's what he said. No, read all of what he said. He said, whosoever, say, whosoever shall say to his mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea and and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now that's Jesus teaching us there. So it's not just what you say with your mouth. You've got to have a heart that is not doubting, but believing so that you believe. And when you believe it and you say it, you will have it. We've got to deal with a pothole of negativity. We cannot live our lives with negative thoughts running and ruling in our mind. We've got to take hold of them. We've got to bring them to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We've got to say, negativity, you've got to go. Negativity, you cannot have your way. Negativity, you robbed me of my faith. Negativity, you robbed me of my belief system. Negativity, you make me wonder whether it's really going to happen or not. And I'm tired of putting on a happy face and a front like it's gone, like everything's okay when I know everything's not okay. I got to deal with this negativity. You got to go. My, most of my life may have been negative, but I'm saying from this day forward, I'm planting myself in Jesus Christ. He is my rock. He is my salvation. He is my high tower. He is my hope. And what Jesus has made promises, I'm taking hold of and I'm going forward with a positive mentality. If Christ be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we must, we must take both of these working together, what you believe and what, uh, and that precedes what you say. Some people say, well, I'll say it and say it until I believe it. Well, here's the problem. Faith comes by hearing the word, right? If you're not believing it, but you're saying, you're not believing you're healed, but you're saying you heal. Your ear hears you say you're healed, but your ear knows that your heart doesn't believe that you can be healed. So now your faith, instead of growing, is being depleted. Thank God we, we have ministries that, that, that I know myself. I, I see it so important for me to live a life of integrity. Uh, not so, I, and I tell our, my family this all the time, we always choose the conservative, we always choose the high road, we always, we're always, because we have to live a life of integrity and fight against anything the enemy would ever try to do to bring a shadow on that, because faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. A lot, and I say a lot of people will come and they don't have, they don't have their belief system right. There's negativity in them. There's destructive habits. There's wrong thinking. So they can't encourage themselves in the Lord, like David said, because if they speak it, they don't believe it, and it hurts their faith rather than helps their faith. So they need somebody, kind of like CPR, to give them that breath, that push, that punch, that, that, the, 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 the paddle of, of electricity to get everything bump, pumping in the right way, beating in the right way. So I believe that's why God has got you know, donkeys and preachers in the world because he speaks through donkeys and he speaks through preachers. There is a place in the Bible he, he spoke to a donkey. So he can use whatever he wants. And, but, but whoever we are that speaks the word of God needs to speak from a place and a, of authority and a place of integrity so that you can believe the word so that your faith can hear the word and give you the, the, the upbeat and the beginning on the path of you growing and being discipled and being being strong so that you're not only building yourself up one day, but you're helping build others up as well. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
So I choose, like the Apostle Paul said, uh, in, in one of the churches, I think it's Corinth, they're, they're arguing over whether or not they can eat this meat. And it wasn't that they were wanting to be vegans or vegetarians or, or pescatarians or anything like that. The argument was that meat was discounted because it had first been a wave offering uh, presented before some false god. So it was the Walmart special. It was the, it was the discounted meat. Nothing wrong with it. It's just as good as the other meat, but it had been had that previous use. So the, they were saying, oh, you can't eat that meat. It, it, was, it was offered to a, a God. And Paul comes in and says, is a stick a God? Is a stone, a dry stone, a God? Is a statue a God? The answer is no. They're just a dumb stick, a dumb statue, a dumb stone. So really and truly, the meat is fine because it just was a wave offering that went by a stone, by a stick. There are no gods. There's only one God. And he says, and if you take it with thanksgiving, it's sanctified. He said, but listen to me. There's nothing wrong with this meat. And I, he said, but I will choose not to eat this meat if it's a stumbling block to you. He says, I, he could see, I need to have a voice that can bring the word of God so that your mind can be renewed because you have destructive habits and you have negativity, which is a landing path for the enemy to come into your life. And I want to see you healed. I want to see you empowered. I want to see you victorious. I want to see you live in the head and not the tail. So I'll choose not to eat that meat. He didn't say any meat. He said that meat. I'll choose not to eat that meat if it's a stumbling block because I've got to get the word to you because the word will bring a renewal of your mind so that you can rise up out of this pothole of life hallelujah and that's my commitment as well let me tell you what we must have our wrong thinking changed renewed to line up with proper thinking in our life man i, I see so many people get discouraged with this confession but they say, they say it doesn't work i say confession works when the confession comes out of a heart that believes i remember there was this a uh, very prominent minister, and uh, he was a minister that loved to pray for people to get healed. And many, many miracles were seen in his heal healing ministry. And uh, I was at his bedside, I think the day before he passed, and I was talking to him, and, and, uh, and I said, you've seen more miracles than most. He says, yes. He was so weak. I said, you with those hands right there, you've laid hands on the sick and you've seen them recover right before your eyes. He says, yes. I said, you know that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. He says, yes. I said, you know the power of God's blood and the power of his word. Yes. And I says, and I said, what, what do you feel is the holdup? He says, I don't feel like I'm worthy to be healed. Negativity. Something the devil put in his mind when he was a sinner that he was not worthy to be a son. He was not worthy to be a child. He was not worthy to be in his family. He was not worthy. He was an orphan. He was cast aside. That, that thought pattern was still there. And while he could believe the word of God and confess and see miracles for others, he could not receive it for himself. And I spent almost an hour trying to get him over that. And with tears in his eyes, he says, I hear what you're saying. He said, but I can't get over I'm just, I'm just not worthy. And the next day he passed. And I said, devil, I hate you. I said, I'm going to preach the harder. That before the pain is too intense and before the body is too weak, that we will hear the word of truth and have an opportunity to pull up those, dig up those landmines out of our mind and get rid of them so that our mind can be renewed to hear what God is saying. Say you had an electric toaster and you bought this brand new toaster, took it out of the package and it has this label on it. It will make bagels the brownest and the crisp. It will make wheat toast so buttery brown that you don't even have to put butter on them. I mean, they're selling this toaster. And you put that toaster on the counter and you put your bread in there and you pull it down. And let me tell you what, an hour goes by and it doesn't pop up. And two hours go by and it doesn't pop. It's confessing on its label that it toasts toast. But you got toast in it. You check. This is toast. This is toast. But yet it's not producing what it said. And you look behind it and you forgot to plug it in. <laughs> Brother Mark, you laugh because you probably have done that before. <laughs> 
Let me tell you what. It looked like a toaster. Everything about it was a toaster, but it didn't toast because it wasn't connected to the power. That's what happens when we confess the Word of God, but our belief, our mindset is not corrected. It keeps us unplugged from the source of power. There's a healing power. There is a deliverance power. There is a renewal power that God has given us. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is more real today than ever before. Don't you try to deny Him. Don't you try to pretend He is not because He is. He is the very one that birthed the church on the day of Pentecost. He has filled us with power and He has given us authority over all the works of the enemy. We can trample the devil under our feet and His power no by no being shall harm us. That's the truth. And if you're plugged into that power, that power will manifest when you put a demand on it. But when you're unplugged, you're looking at the toaster saying, it's midnight, I started this morning, I still don't have my toast. We've got to have our minds renewed. That negativity behind the scenes disconnects us and we must understand that as a man thinks within, so is he. Now, I don't know about you, but this ought to set us free. This ought to make us skip like, skip like a kid and run like a deer to know this truth because it encourages us that we know how and where our freedom is because we know where to focus now. We're not focusing on all the outside stuff. We're not focusing on, on, on shadow fighting with demons. We're not focusing on wrestling with knuckleheads. We're not focusing on the flesh only and trying to keep it controlled and by our own strength. We know how to plug into the source and the power is to get our minds renewed and to know who God is, who He is to us, who He is in us, and who He wants to be through us. Hallelujah. My thought life is the road by which Satan gets access to my life. And the same is true. My thought life is the road by which God gets access to my life. So I need to make sure there's some police officers patrolling the road. My thought life. That's why it's so important that we deal. So we come full circle back to 2 Corinthians 10 where he says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Wow. Negative thinking is a pothole which leads to wrong choices. And that's just obvious. It leads us. We can look back over our life and just see all the wrong choices that we've made. I mean, we must be actively involved in what thoughts we allow in our minds because, like I said, they, they help us form destructive habits and this negativity, which leads us to wrong choices. I've given you three examples. I pray by the end of the message, you'll choose example three as yours. The first example is this. You think bad which leads to believing bad, which gives authority to bad, which then if you speak bad, bad will happen and you'll have bad choices. Now, I don't know about you, but this is where I started. Now, you holier than thou's out there, you probably started example three from your mother's womb, but I didn't. I didn't. I started right here. I used to think bad, I used, which led to me believing bad which gave authority in me for bad, that when I would speak bad, bad would happen, and I had bad choices. Now, example number two is where I grew to and got stuck before I got this revelation. Now, I know you that were born with halos from Dollar Tree, you know, straight from the nursery. You, you went right to example three, but I had to go one, and then I got stuck at two. <clears throat> Nobody bought me my halo. Okay, thinking bad leads to believing bad, which gives way to authority for bad. But now I silence that. Y'all got saved. I got saved. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to silence that. And I, there's power in my confession, so I started speaking good, and nothing happened. Nothing happened, which led to bad choices. I got frustrated. As a preacher, I got frustrated. Wait a minute, I got these bad thoughts. I'm, it's got me believing this bad, which has got this authority for bad. But I am making an effort, and I'm speaking good. I'm silencing the bad. 
Man, give me a pat on the back. I'm a big, bad Christian here. Come on now. I'm speaking good while I'm feeling bad. I'm speaking good while I'm believing bad. And nothing happened. I said, this, this confesses stuff. So I got into the picking on the name it, claim it, grab it, blab it, all that mess. Yeah, it's just a name it, claim it, grab it, blab it. If you can zap example two, nothing happens. But guess what? There's an example three. And that is, I went all the way back to the beginning and I said, wait a minute, I got to get this mind renewed. That negativity's got to go. That doubt's got to go. This disappointments of the past has got to go. What about this one? That sweet, great, great uh, woman of God that you knew that everybody prayed for and she still died early. It's got to go. It's got to go. I can't let circumstances and I can't let history and I can't let my own feelings be what I think because my feelings were based on fault patterns that the enemy had planted in there when I was yet a, 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 a child of the devil. So I've got to get my mind renewed. So I began to get in the Word of God, and I said, I'm going to hold on to you, Word. I'm going to believe you, Word. This may be completely opposite of what I'm feeling, but I'm holding on to you. I choose. I choose to feel the Word. I, instead of feeling my feeling, I said, I'm going to believe the Word over my feelings. I'm going to believe the Word over my experiences. I'm going to believe the Word over what I've seen happen over here. I'm going to believe the Word over what we're going through right now. I'm just going to believe the Word. God is not a man that he should lie. God has not given me the promises saying some are for you and some are not. He said all the promises are God. Are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He said he built for me and, and mediated and wrote a, in his own blood not the blood of goats and blood of uh, doves and the blood of bulls but his own blood he wrote a better covenant it's not the covenant what about Job Job didn't have a covenant I've got a better covenant if he did have a covenant what about this with covenant of Moses or this covenant with Abraham I've got a better covenant my covenant is in Hebrews where he's given me a better covenant written in better blood the blood of Jesus mediated by a better high priest who is Jesus Christ himself I'm going to go with what Jesus said. I'm going to go with what Jesus has done. And if Jesus by his stripes I'm healed, I've got to get my mind so set on that that I believe that even if my body perish. Job without that covenant said even though the canker worms eat my flesh, I know I will live to declare my Savior come and live it. Come on now. If he can do that without covenant, we should do it with covenant that I know my Redeemer lives. I know he is for me and not against me. I know that he by his stripes has provided my healing. I know that he's provided a way to bring me from under the curse into his blessing. So I had to work on the top one there, thinking good. And as I began to think good, let me tell you, I didn't get it all. Didn't get every doctrine. I didn't get every, uh, I didn't get every article of faith at first. But I, what I did grab, I began to believe, think good. I began to believe good. It gave me authority for good. And then when I began to speak, things began to change. When I began to speak over my family, I began to speak over my life, things change. They say all PKs, if you got three, at least two out of the three going to be wild, child. I tell you, all three of our children love the Lord, serve the Lord, and they're going to worship God all the days of their life. I was told, and this was an old thought process, uh, that if you're on the front lines preaching, the devil's got a bullseye on you, and you're going to be sick all the time, you're going to be poor all the time. Here's you He's trying to get you. He's got a sniper out after you. Well, you know what? That's the old thinking. The good thinking is this, that God takes care of his generals, that God takes care. He's got a shield of protection. He's got a shield of faith that will quench every fiery dart of the enemy. And if God be for me, who can be against me? I don't need to live in fear. I'm going to live in faith. I'm not going to run from what God's called me to. I'm going to run to what God's called me to. Do you see what I'm saying? I begin to think good. And then I begin to believe good. And then I had the authority of forgiveness. And now when I speak it, I was talking to the family recently and they said, this disease has come on down through your grandparents and through your parents and into, the, into your generation and this disease and this disease. And our children were talking about it. And they said, Dad, why is that not the case here? I said, because I begin to think good. And if the blood of Jesus is now, I am a son or daughter of God, I cut ties with the old generational curse bloodline and I've tapped into my new bloodline and I said, 
the curse is broken and the blessing is released. I said, children, you don't have to worry about this because we're going. And they're like, I like that, Dad. Because now I speak, when I speak good, good happens. And I have good choices in life. I pray today that you would take Philippians 4 and 8 home with you. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate, think on these things. Uh, you got to get rid of the wrong thinking, uh, which leads to the destructive habits, uh, which leads to negativity, which leads to wrong choices. Uh, you got to choose another path. You got to choose another lane. Uh, stop walking down the same sidewalk, falling in the same hole. Uh, how about start walking down a different street altogether? Can y'all put my palm trees back up there? Here's the picture I want you to picture as you leave here today where you're going forward not seeing the same hole not seeing the same old same old I need your mind to be renewed that this is a new day this is a new season and my God is leading the way and he's paved the way in the middle of the wilderness and where there seems to be no way he's my way maker he's going to make the desert bloom again he's going to make rivers flow in the desert I'm trusting in a God of all power, all authority, and an anointing that will lift the burden and destroy the yoke. I'm not leaving here the way I came in. I'm leaving here working on it. I am renewing my mind with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Did you hear about the hummingbird and the vulture? Both the hummingbird and the vulture fly over America's deserts. And all vultures see is rotting meat because that's what they're looking for. They thrive on that diet. Rotting, pulsating, swollen, decaying, disgusting meat. That's what they look for. That's what they see. But the hummingbirds ignore the smelly flesh of dead animals Instead, they're looking for colorful blossoms of the desert plants. See, the vulture lives on what was. They live on the past. They fill themselves with what is dead and gone. But hummingbirds live on what is. They seek new life. They fill themselves with freshness and life. And each of these birds both the vulture and the hummingbird find what they're looking for. Did you know the same is true with you and me? You will find what you're looking for. My prayer is that you begin to live chapter 5. That chapter 5 will become the path that you avoid the potholes that we've spoken of. Start living like the hummingbird by taking a whole new path altogether. Amen. Amen? Amen? Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Father, as we stand in your presence, we thank you that your word will speak to our situation and circumstance with razor pinpoint accuracy. I know you have spoken to the minds and the hearts of many a people here today. Those who are present, those who are tuning in, and those who will watch this at a later date. Your Holy Spirit, with razor-sharp, pinpoint accuracy, is speaking to the problem area. Not to condemn, not to shame, not to discourage, but to encourage that if we will take action beginning even right now in that area of our life, we can begin to see the turnaround. We can begin to see the shift take place. Lord, I pray for a renewal of minds in this house today. And I know you will not impose that on anyone against their will, but I know there are men and women right now said God examine me 
Come in, Holy Spirit, with the spotlight of heaven and examine my thought patterns and expose to me, show to me any thought patterns that are not of you, God. I want them renewed. I want the old to go and I want the new thought patterns to come in and I will discipline myself. I will hold myself because I need the authority through my belief system to be built up so that I can begin to speak to my mountain be cast into the sea and it will listen to me because I have not doubted in my heart help me Lord would you ask him Holy Spirit show me if there's any thought systems that don't align with your word show me Lord please don't be prideful right now this is not the time to be prideful. Let me tell you what, there are potholes out here. The enemy's set up to sabotage and destroy your, your trip. He's wanting to destroy your trip here on earth. He wants it to be short-lived, or he wants it to be damaged, or he wants it to be frustrated. And I'm telling you what, the devil doesn't deserve that. So don't be prideful and act like you got it all together. Say, God, show me, show me. Holy Spirit, expose any thought patterns, any thought systems that are a carryover from my old life telling me I'm not worthy telling me I'm not good enough telling me the word of God is not true telling me I can't depend on God whatever it is whatever it is expose it now that I can bring it to the obedience of Christ the anointing I can bring it to the anointed one and his anointing and let him destroy it and help me, God, to get into your word. Help me, God, through your word to replace that negative thoughts, that bad thinking, those bad choices with your word, your truth, which brings your life, which is a life more abundant. Lord, I am not giving up until your abundant life is flowing through every area of my life. You need to tell the Lord that, Lord, I'm not giving up. I'm not backing off of this message. I'm not backing off of these instructions until what you said is flowing through my life because you're not a liar. I'm going to identify any hindrance. I'm going to identify anything that's a pothole, and I'm going to see abundant life flowing through my life. Hallelujah. Jesus. You're here this morning and you've never entered into the covenant that God has provided for you. God has made a way. Jesus said, I am the door and I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one's going to come to the Father except by me. You can enter into this covenant right now. You can enter into this blessed life right now. You can enter into your name being written in the Lamb's book of life. You can enter into being a son or a daughter of God, but you must do it through the door the gateway Jesus Christ Paul says if you will believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead he's alive he's alive the tomb is empty the historian secular said it's empty the historians religious said it's empty the rulers of the day said it's empty and it was not to their advantage to say it's empty but they had to confess it's empty no one is able to disprove that Jesus Christ, who was risen from the dead, also walked among them for 40 days. Hundreds and hundreds saw him. Hundreds and hundreds testify and witness. Secular people saw him. Religious people saw him. And no one can dispute the fact that he walked among them for 40 days and then he was taken up into the heavens to be seated at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us. If you'll believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, He's alive, He's alive, He's alive. Now confess with your mouth, Jesus is my Lord. You'll be saved. You'll enter into sozo. You'll enter into the, the, the abundant life that is made possible for you. I believe. Jesus, just call on Him. Jesus, come be my Lord and my Savior. I will live my life for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you right now for a shift that's taking place. An awareness 
of where the battle needs to begin in our thought life. And Lord, I pray as this battle begins, Lord, I thank you for the victories that's going to be won. Hallelujah. In advance, I thank you for the victories that are going to be won. I thank you for the negative reports that are going to be turned into positive reports and you're going to get the glory and you're going to get the honor. I thank you for God. The potholes of life are going to be paved over, paved over, Lord God, by your supernatural spirit, Lord, because we address the area of life you tell us to first. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we give you our mind. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. Now, as we go into this week, we pray, Holy Spirit, you would seal this word in our mind, in our heart, that the enemy would not steal it from us, that we can meditate on your word. For you said if we meditate on your word day and night, good success will be our life. Hallelujah. So, Lord God, we pray that you would rebuke every foul of the air that would try to steal this word from us, that we would let it go into good soil, 30, 60, 100-fold return of great produce, great product, great results that are going to come from us taking on the mind and aligning it with your word and your will. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for healing. I thank you for anointing. I thank you for your power that we're going to see in Jesus' name. Now, I'd like for our prayer ministers to come, if you would, full of the Holy Ghost. You men and women of God, I love you guys. You study the Word. You pray in the Spirit. You're intercessors. You're here for the healing rooms. You're here for our services. As prayer ministers, you stand in agreement with men and women in this church and in churches around the community. And those that are unchurched, you stand. You pray. You pray for those that call in from all around the world. You are great and mighty believers in the healing and the delivering power of God I thank you for our healing ministers in this house and if you need prayer today and you want someone to stand in agreement with you these men and women let me tell you why they're tried they're tested and they're going to lean on what the word of God says and they're going to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and they believe that they can lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover many of them right here have seen it many many times in their life so if you need prayer this morning, you'd like someone to pray with you one-on-one, -on -one, please come, please come. And they're here to minister with you as long as it needs. Just, just come. Don't be shy. If you've got someone you want to stand in prayer for, just come as well. Uh, because we want to see the hand of God reach beyond these walls to bring healing and deliverance. I'd like for one of the gentlemen in the house to come up for David Laylor. He's still in the hospital. Uh, Brother Hal, if you'd come and let them stand with you in agreement for Brother David. Also, Brother Gary Hudgens' mother uh, is, is in desperate need. A lady here that would stand in for her this morning. Do we have a lady? Yes, Sister Diane, if you'd come and, and let them pray with you there. Maybe you have someone you'd like to stand in uh, faith and believe in God for healing for. Uh, we're praying for Sister Diane for her healing of complete healing sister uh, Liz is it with her her full recovery in the name of Jesus I'm telling you God's a healing God we're seeing miracles I'm looking at a miracle right now you yeah glory to God hallelujah man God is a miracle working God we cannot back down on the truth of God's Word amen amen and everybody else here, let's just pray in the name of Jesus. Let's just thank God. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to thank you this morning, God, for your healing power. We want to thank you today, God, for your touch. That is a great touch of heaven on earth. Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, for those that need healing in their body. Lord God, that there would be the supernatural turnaround, the supernatural manifest, the supernatural breakthrough, the supernatural uh, 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 manifestation of heaven on earth. Lord God, let the miracle power of God be manifest in and through their body we pray in the name of Jesus let the miracle supernatural miracle manifest of heaven come now in the name of Jesus hallelujah Lord let marriages be restored let families be restored let hearts be restored let relationships be restored let health be restored let finances be restored let the anointing come hallelujah let that anointing that lifts the burden lift the burden off of them right now Lord God we pray for David as we lift him up in the name of Jesus for the healing manifest of your miracle working power to bring forth an acceleration of healing as we curse every cancer cell as we curse every lie of the enemy we come against the cancer you we curse you in the name of Jesus and we exercise the authority of God over you in the name of Jesus hallelujah we lift up sister Diane to you Lord God 
no complication in full, full restoration of that knee, Lord God. We lift up Sister Lives to you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that she would be running in the power and the might of your spirit, Lord God. We lift up Sister Hudgens to you, Lord God, that you would raise her up off that bed of affliction and you would give her the rightness of mind and the wholeness of mind and strengthen her body, Lord God that she could come forth out of that bed of affliction in great power, Lord God. We pray for anyone and everyone under the sound of our voice, God, who is struggling financially, who are struggling in a relationship, who are struggling with themselves and struggling with healing in their body. Lord, we pray, let the power of the Holy Ghost blow upon each and every one of them. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn out every infection, burn out every pain, burn out every stronghold of the devil, burn out every string of the devil in the name of Jesus let the healing of God arise in their lives as the wings would rise Lord let healing arise up and in them and through them by the power of your word provision Lord God supernatural provision Lord God in the name of Jesus we cast down anxiety we cast down fear we cast down worry in the name of Jesus we believe we believe we believe that you've made a way where there seems to be no way that you've made provision yes you're the lily in our valley you're not going to leave us in the valley but you're going to bring us up with the beauty of that which you're growing in and through us Lord I thank you today God that we are not in this alone but you are with us you are in us you are flowing through us hallelujah we bless you Lord we thank you God we praise you God we magnify your holy name you are worthy 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 to be praised worthy worthy is the lamb hallelujah who was and is and is to come we declare you are glorious we declare you are all magnificent we declare you're all powerful we declare you are our God and we bless you and we praise you and we bless your work here on earth in and through us this day and now God as we go into this week God we walk in your favor we walk in your word we walk in the truth we walk in your anointing we walk in your power we walk with your favor like none before in the name of Jesus Lord God we go and as we go we go in your power and we go in your great love for it is in Jesus name we pray and everybody said Amen. Hallelujah.